Well, that winter weather advisory has come in a little early. It's supposed to hit about 2 o'clock, 27 degrees uh, right now in Detroit. And uh, the fluffy snowflakes I mentioned at the start of the show have turned into what uh, colorful, uh, good old uh, prognosticator of the weather, Sonny Elliott, used to call snain. It's kind of snaining right now, which is a combination of snow and rain, uh, but it's a freezing drizzle is what it is officially with the temperature at 27. So it's slippery earlier than expected, and it's going to stay that way for the foreseeable uh, 24 hours. So bear that in mind and be careful out there. Great to... uh, uh, great to be able to catch up with a guy who's been around for decades. Was here the last time the Lions were celebrating. Uh, and he's just been, you know, I'm not the sports guy at the station, never have been. But I, I, I run into people, I work with people on different things. And every time I had anything to do with Bill Keenest, he was always wonderful to deal with. He's an all-around wonderful guy. I'll ask you, Rieger, you're a sports guy. You're there all the time. You agree with me on this, Rieger? 100%, 100%. Love yep. Bill. Okay. Bill Keenest, who now is affectionately known as our Detroit Lions historian and works for the NFL as a national representative for broadcasts, and he was uh, he made sure he was on yesterday's game broadcast. Bill Keenest, welcome back to the Paul W. Smith Show. Long time no talk to. Uh, it's great to be on with you, Paul. You know, uh, the feeling is mutual. Uh, the, the feelings are mutual that I have about you. So it's And it's a great uh, time to talk about the Lions, that's for sure. Isn't it? I mean, it's a fabulous time to talk about the Lions, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. I'm glad you're able to share in this. Share some of your experiences from past times, days, wins with the Lions, to getting around to all the different teams now in the NFL? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I've seen. uh, Really, it started to to permeate uh, when the Lions were on hard knocks a couple uh, years ago. And, you know, the curtain was sort of pulled back on the inner workings of not only the team, but in, in particular, Dan Campbell. And the, the great finish last year opened a lot of eyes nationally. The win at Green Bay, the final game of the season last season, to keep the Packers and Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs, um, told a lot of football fans, certainly locally, but uh, also nationally, that this team is going to be reckoned with uh, the, the next season, which is now. And I'll tell you what, we, we've joked about it or, or talked about it, really. It wasn't joking on the Gridiron Rap show that we have on JR on Sunday nights during the season about the Lions sort of becoming America's team. And I had somebody send me a text or I saw something. The, uh, the New York Post today uh, had, a, had a full page, front page picture. The real America's team, the Detroit Lions, and I, I think there, there is so much truth to that because of what this city represents, what the team has represented, Paul W. over the years. Um, you know, going back to, to 2008, and, and there's a synergy. There always has been between Detroit and its sports teams, but in 08, it was it was scary realistic because the city was going through the worst economic downturn 
uh, GM and Chrysler were about to file for bankruptcy the following year. And Alliance had the dubious distinction of being the first 0-16 team in the league. But from from that, look how the city has grown. It's remarkable. Oh, and yeah. certainly from that, there are, Paul W., direct ties to what happened in 08 to what is happening now. Um, not the least of which is Dan Campbell was a player on that team. And Dan has said this uh, many times before, that experience in Detroit, that experience of the people in Detroit, um, made him dream, if you will, but realize, gosh, how awesome would it be to coach for this team in this city? And uh, it was real. And uh, what, what happens, uh, the city comes back, in spectacular ways, and, and the Lions on, are on the cusp, Paul W., of something we've often talked about, maybe dreamed about, but on the cusp of the Super Bowl. It is, it is so real. It is as if we are living a dream that we don't yeah. ever want to have end, and, uh, and we're hoping when the dream does end, it will because, it'll be because the reality Oh, I don't want to say it out loud, but the reality of this ending the way we all <laughs> hope that it will and know yeah. that it can. And boy, when you said, Bill Keenest, the you mentioned and reminded us of the 0-16 and 16 season. It was yeah. I was the only broadcaster in the world who went 0-16. Zero, <laughs> zero you recall. You picked us to win every game, Paul I, I picked the Lions to win every game and was wrong 16 times in a row. Yeah. Well, that could be called consistency, too. You were uh, very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. But, you know, um, you, you talk about memories from the past. Uh, yesterday, yesterday's game, uh, the team had distributed uh, towels. Uh, grit towels to all the fans. They were waiting on their seats um, as the as the patrons made the way inside Ford Field, and it took me back to the '91 season in a flash because we got on a bit of a roll there. We played Dallas midway through the season. It's actually the game that uh, Rodney Pete got hurt in, and Eric Kramer took over for the balance of the year, and we had handed out pom poms. You know, the white, fluffy pom-poms. And I'll tell you one other sidebar story to those. Mr. Ford, God rest his soul, um, loved our fight song, Gurdon Heroes. Absolutely loved it. And back then, it was more of a novelty than a reality. So we had talked about trying to find a way to increase the exposure and ultimately the love of the fight song. So that season, we started passing out the pom-poms. And on the plastic handle of the pom-pom, we wrote all the words to Graham Overgaard's Grin Iron Heroes. <laughs> and, uh, and it has endured, certainly. And now it's like, you know, it's a cult status with, uh, with uh, Theo's fight singing the song after every score and, uh, and, the, and the city really rallying around it. And when you're in that stadium, and you hear 65,000 people just bellowing that song out. It gives you chills. It truly does. And if you hear it on an airplane with a plane packed with people <laughs> heading to right. Detroit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you also get those chills, my friend. 
No well, doubt. Bill, it's a, it is a pleasure, it is a privilege, it is an honor to catch up with you uh, as our Detroit Lions historian and now uh, uh, with the NFL, national representative for broadcasts. That gets you traveling all over the place. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I, I, really, I really am. It's a seasonal job, and it gives me a great opportunity to remain connected to all the network people, the personnel, people like Jim Nance and Mike Tirico, Joe Buck, and and certainly with my colleagues throughout the NFL. Um, and I'm, I'm forever indebted to, to the league for allowing me to, to stay home and work the past two weekends because it was, uh, it was surreal, Paul W. It was unlike anything I could have ever expected and certainly uh, unlike anything I ever experienced. Bill Keenest, keep up the good work. It is a pleasure to share this moment with you. And may we continue roaring onward. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul W. Have a great day. Detroit Lions historian, NFL national representative for broadcasts, and truly all-around good guy, Bill Keenest, as we continue on WJR.